This is Greg McLaughlin of the Rebel Base Card Podcast, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast with Ian Taylor. Enjoy collecting. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness. With me from the dark side of the force <laughs> um, is guest host and friend of the podcast, Greg McLaughlin of the Hello. Rebel Base Card Podcast. How are you? Good, good. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's uh, It's been a couple of minutes since we had a chance to chat. And Just a I've little. I've been, been looking forward to it. Just a little bit. Well, it's, um, oh my goodness, time flies when you're having podcast fun. Um, when's the last time we we actually, was it, did we do anything last year? I know we opened swag packs that you sent me, mm, but I, 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 you know what? I have a feeling that might have squeaked into the late part of 2021. I don't that remember. That sounds more yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah, because the, the pandemic really, you know, it, it's interesting that we sort of, you know, bookend the pandemic and, and then, you know, our worlds changed a lot. Mm. You know, there was the before times and then there was the crazy during. And then I think a lot of this is <laughs> picking up the pieces of what the what the hell happened to cards. Uh, I, I, I'm laughing and, because in your dulcet tones, I, I thought you were going to say it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. You were going to get all Dickens on me. <laughs> No, no, I I could probably use them to help write some stuff for the website, but uh, mm. but yeah, it's it's been nuts, and um, you know, one thing that's been really fascinating is to kind of like hear the MCC as of late, and then mm. you know, I think when you were talking about you know the different stages of collecting and things like that, you know, it took me forever to get through some of those episodes because every five minutes. I would sit, I'd turn it off and I'd sit there and just my mind's racing because mm. I'm feeling the exact same way. I'm feeling like, you know, as, as I've been going through and I think, you know, everybody hits the wall, uh, you, you know, the space and everything else. And you go, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then in the meantime, you're trying to figure out your entire game mm. while all this nonsense is going on around, you know, and, and blowing up. And you're just like, wait a minute, I was doing a friendly little thing on cards and collecting and talking to that. And then everything else went on. And in the meantime, I'm trying to figure out, you know, do, how do I want to do this? You know, I, I have yeah. enough, I have enough cardboard to last me several left lifetimes. How do I do this? And so I think those three episodes, which, you know, to me are a high watermark for our kind of work, you know, just really sort of like, you know, and I have, as I have some piles in front of me of, you know, been going back into the archives and figuring out. And I think when you, rediscover like i said this is a summary of a larger discussion we're having yeah but, um i think the last couple of weekends i've really enjoyed going back in and rediscovering it and then hmm. helping focus a little more yeah. um which what has been you know a shotgun approach and and then as trying to produce content you know i, I do eventually get around to talking about cards on a card on my card podcast <laughs> uh, trust me i do eventually do that you know it it's interesting because everybody is sort of along for the journey and this has not been it's it's not been linear i don't think it's mm. been it's been crazy but um that's why i was really happy when you reached out and it was nice to kind of catch up not only that but just kind of 
unpack a lot of this i think is what mm. we're doing is i'm literally mm -hmm. unpacking cards and in front of me i'm just trying to figure yeah. out where am i going Ian? that's the thing i think that's why i'm here yeah and have you tell me what i'm gonna do what am i well, doing? what am i gonna do Ian? um <laughs> if your heating bills uh, are a problem then you've always got something to burn no i should never say that on a card podcast because uh, uh, people uh, all over are literally going um so i think uh, for those who might not know what what greg's referring to is is uh, our first three episodes of the year were the, the state of the hobby as we rather arrogantly decided to call them um uh, which simply just came out of nowhere just some idle kind of um ruminating over the christmas downtime about um collecting and about you know what phase you're at as a collector and and kind of what pressures uh, i think is probably the fairest way to say are on that journey which affect you know and you know make it not a straight line you know it's not it's not going from a to b yeah if i knew what my b was having come from a <laughs> then i think i'd have probably cho you know chosen a slightly different path in some ways um but the reason i i got to that headspace was you know people have heard me talk about the fact that you know i had almost four years worth of stuff that had been you know, when I dived into EPAC and I was uh, collecting stuff, but I didn't have any of it. It was all just kind of on a screen somewhere else. Um, even though it was a physical card, uh, digital cards, a whole other, whole other ball game. And I know you're you're very much into the um, uh, card trader app for, for Star Wars. But, um, you know, having all that arrive and actually still, you know, having boxes of it, you know, literally like boxes of it here to sort hmm. through. Um and you know, it started out, and I had almost forty of these. Um, I'm probably down to about, know, about five or six left to sort through. Um, and it kind of makes you, you know, kind of take stock, you know, which I, I wasn't expecting. It's like, well, actually, now I've got some of these. Are they, are they what I wanted? Now mm. that I've got them, do I still feel the same about them? Seeing in the flesh, um, and. 90% of the cards, I can happily say yes. In fact, a, a number of them exceeded my expectations. And I'm, you know, I'm, you know, you, you'll know this feeling, you know, when you own a card and it just, you just hold it and it's like, it just, you just get joy from the fact that you own it and you just really enjoy looking at it. Is that, that kind of feeling. Um, so there's a number of cards that do that. Um, but equally, there is, there are a couple of things that I really worked at and, you know, collected and got a lot of them that I'm probably like, mm, yeah, I can, I can pass that on almost straight away. So, you know, that's an interesting um, journey to go on. Um, so tell me what's been, what's been the journey of Greg in terms of Star Wars cards and the podcast, I guess, over the last year, what, what have you, where have you found the winds blowing you from and to, uh, you know, a very, you know, big event for me last year was bringing my secondary job, you know, to a close after 13 years. And it was just, it was time I cleaned up as much as I could. And I really wanted to see, you know, can I really do this? Because, you know, when you have multiples, it's usually for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, but some of that was less so. And I think as I got a little older and you're going, you know what, I think it'd be better if I kind of wound this down a little bit, you know, because, I'd been doing the podcast and, you know, collecting, you know, during it 
had a decent clip, but every now and then you'd sort of run into the wall and you'd have times and you could look at you going, okay, it, I'm getting a little tired or, you know, it's, it's a lot to keep up, especially with, you know, Star Wars Celebration and all that last year and a lot of the shows and having some fun with the, you know, the breakfast ones where we did a lot of the shows, which, you know, you, you usually skip over because you either haven't seen them yet. You're going, well, thank you very much. And, and uh, I, I would say, you know, now the little spoiler alert is, is purely because I keep thinking there's a little Ian in my head going, Hey mate, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, please <laughs> let me know what you're going to be talking about. And even doing it better, like, you know, now like labeling it on there. This is a episode discussion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, so, you know, so for those who don't know, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume because we do have some <laughs> new new people. So basically, what what you do is that you do your regular the Rebel Base Card podcast is, is your yes. is your show, and that's been going for what four years now, almost five. Yeah, it'll be it'll it'll be four exactly in March is okay. the, of this year when I started. So yes, okay, good, um, and that's obviously talking about Star Wars trading cards and artists and you know but you've branched out and talked about other areas of fandom like people who make um acrylic cases and, yeah and mm -hmm. things like that yeah all kind of stuff but you've kind of got a, a a side quest kind of an off offshoot where you do um shows where you're talking about the episodes of new content that are coming out so you've done them for the bad batch what's that batch for breakfast Yes. Yeah. I've, I've, um, I've made it really hard to figure out what they are, but I would say that <laughs> I consider them an insert, you know, right. Of keeping it cards. Yes. I have yeah. the base They're a chase set. Of an insert. It's an insert yeah. series. Hmm. Uh, we started with bad batch and we called it, you know, batch for breakfast. And then it, it kind of morphed into, you know, we did a little bit on the book of Boba Fett. Uh, we did right. Kenobi because my co-host Gregory Cass from Ion Cannon is a huge Kenobi fan. See, I can now listen to those too. I'd forgotten that you did those because I've watched I watched Book of Boba Fett, otherwise otherwise known as Mandalorian season two point five, <laughs> um, and I've watched Kenobi. Um, so those two I can do. I haven't yet seen Andor, but what was it, what was the Andor title? Oh, questions and or breakfast. Uh, was that one it's like um, it's so you must have such a difficult time shoehorning the breakfast theme into the um show it it's come to the point where i think i'm just going to be referring to them as breakfast packs and so okay. we're gonna open a breakfast pack as opposed to a base pack right. because it, you know once again it ties back into not only how you collect and what you do going forward but as you evolve as a podcaster going mm. i i like this it introduces me to another audience uh, mm. I enjoy my sit downs with Greg. It's really fun. Mm. And then we actually had a chance to meet at celebration last year and do um, the celebration breakfast shows while we were, you know, like after we would actually have a physical breakfast. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then, you know, we started talking about like, for example, um, the Mandalorian and bad batch will overlap um, as I cross myself uh, for a few <laughs> weeks. And that's going to be murder. Um, and then later on this year, I do believe we're going to do Ahsoka. And I think by that time, I think it'll just be breakfast pack as yeah, opposed okay. to trying to, because um, I think what was the one? Oh, yeah. The the Kenobi one was um, leave the breakfast, take the Kenobi, I think was the was the title of that show now because it's going back a ways now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was after a while. You're like, you're not helping anybody out, including yourself doing a lot of this but i do quite look forward to seeing how you're going to do it though it does make me laugh um but th th they're an interesting one for you because that that's that's you've the rebel base card you've always done as a solo thing mm -hmm. um you know you've obviously had guests on you know but but 
typically speaking, it's you. Whereas the batch, the breakfast ones are always, always you with other people. Is that right? Is, is, is that more than one of you? Yeah, Greg, uh, Greg and I started off and then um, what we try to do to keep it, you know, to keep it fun is like if there's a conflict, um, there's a number of people I can bring in. Um, sometimes it's fun. Like we just recorded um, one with Carl Leclerc from Wampus Lair because um, everybody kind of ends up knowing everybody after a while. And so yeah. we did a podcast day special. I know this may come out a little later, but where we had a number of people on, um, you know, we had. Jen Subchakchai from uh, the Long Chi Writes the Substack, Ross Holobin from Fanta Tracks, Frank Mulder, Mr. Daffron, he's another collector and friend of ours and part of this, uh, you know, part of this group. And it's nice because you can have, you can bring people in. We ended up doing a lot of the Mandalorian trailer at, you know, for podcast day. And it was nice because you get a, a great diversity of views mm. and things can bounce off and you try to keep it light. Like I can't be some of those podcast that can go two hours on a topic i can go two hours trust me that's not a problem but <laughs> with the knowledge and the depth that they have and to yeah, give yeah. a listener right you know um i often go over an hour but i would you know I, I you know like i said unless you want to listen to me drone on but you know having having that cadre of people and i think even the folks that you have had on you know it's you know we can do so much we can do what we can do and by the length of long, you know, by longevity, we can bring a lot to the table. But when you bring a lot of expertise in and an opinion and just really good people, it's amazing what you get. And that's mm. been that's been the fun part. And that's something I don't want to let go. Um, but then you start to kind of go back, just kind of like when you're looking at your collection going, all right, I'd like to kind of help my audience figure out what they are. What are they listening to yeah. and why and how am I going to go about doing this? And what's what can I do to be a better version of me in this space so mm. labeling it you know coordinating it and trying to what i've been trying to do is mix it in because you've seen times where you know just because of time i can do one or i can do this and yeah. i've tried this year to try to mix it i think i'm mixing a little too much in but i'm trying to find that balance and and like anything else you just you go until you go and and i'm just really blessed that it is people that have gone along this journey with um, you know, I, I'm comfortable with what my audience is. I'd love to see it grow, but I'm not, you know, I, I, I pay attention to it mainly just to keep an idea of, am I doing what I need to be doing? And are there things I could do yeah. better? And like I said, and then, you know, having, I, having the diversity of content goes back in because as someone who does Marvel cards, they don't come out every week They you know, EPAC, yes, you can have releases, but physically you have a few, and so it allows you want that breath. <laughs> or even every year, given every year. the uh, the the <laughs> drought that we're just coming out of, yeah. But you, you want something. You like that space in between if you want to go into a topic and you don't feel mm. like you're doing a disservice. Um, and then also, I think it gives you time to take pause. Yes, and really feel. And like I said, that's been the thing I've really taken away. Is you know, like anything else, everybody has now a large collection. If, if you're in this collecting game, I don't care whether it's toys, cards, comics, books, what have you, everybody can just turn around and go, wow, that, that escalated quickly. Yeah, and yeah. what do I, how do I do it? You know, like, you know, why am I doing this? I, I always, I think there was a question that was asked recently, as you see a lot of folks that have come into our hobby and talked about, you know, are you, are you coming in? Here's some advice. And I'm mm -hmm. like, the one question that drives me nuts that no one's asking is why why would you want to collect ask yourself that Interesting. everything yeah, yeah. else everything else comes 
right after that. And then you can figure out, but if you don't have the why down, if you're just doing it because it seems cool and people are getting into it, you know, by all means go, go to it. But you know, when, when the heating bills come in, I hope you can pay for it. Mm. I can pay for mine. Yeah, that's interesting. It's so bizarre. You're drinking a space mug because your background masked out the mug. That was that was hilarious. Mm. It was kind of in that sweet spot where it was just like I could see your hand. The mug was the space background. Anyway, um, no, it's interesting. We've we've never really kind of talked about the why of collecting. Um, yeah, that's wow. Okay, yeah, you've slightly blown my mind. Then <laughs> it's kind of one of those existential moments where you're like, you're like, yeah, okay. Why? uh why why are we here why are we here Greg? um it's i, t- I tell you the, the the challenge the challenge that i've had and obviously um up until recently i ha- I did have input into this but the challenge i've had is that i've always wanted to try and there's a number of ways we could have gone with the podcast we could have gone the way of kind of like breaking news this is what's happening in the scene at the moment you know yelling mm-hmm. and we did try and do that for a little bit um and just because we weren't able to be as immediate as some of the content creators now seem to be you know they're like literally some of these guys they're in their car and they'll just record something and get it up it's like i can't i can't do that you know my life doesn't work like that unfortunately um i don't i honestly don't know where some of these guys find the time um so you know we kind of figured yeah we just want it to be like a resource for people but i you know over the last year we've certainly found I certainly feel that we got a little bit maybe too introspective a little bit in terms of the hobby because everyone was kind of feeling it. It's like, you know, because mm-hmm. of the shock of of the kind of the, the the market booming and then having a little jolt and now obviously with the economy and, and and you know, everyone seems to be a little bit more annoyed about stuff. Um so we kind of, you know, we kind of what I want to get back to is is kind of doing the more yeah, looking at some of the older stuff and getting some of those um, old, old histories, you know, uh, on tape, as it were. Um, and there's a number of people that we're going to be speaking to that I'm going to be speaking to, hopefully on that front over the over the coming months. But it's it's difficult because you kind of realise that you actually want to be, as well as doing something for you to enjoy, I kind of want this to be a good resource for people. You know, I want people to be able to listen to it and actually get something from it. Um, so bless your heart for, you know, for saying what you said about the States and the Hobby Trilogy, because that was just completely like un- unplanned. It was like an unplanned thing that just organically happened. And then all of a sudden, once we got the um, vibe of it, you know, the rest of it fell into place. But the, the good thing about that is that almost all of it was content driven and generated and discussion driven and generated by questions asked of the community you know because you know we're fortunate to, to have that group resource and we can just say look this is the next you know i put three posts up and ask three questions and the feedback from those questions shaped okay this is what the feedback from people is the state of the hobby now admittedly that's a very small proportion of people out there who probably collect marvel cards because because don't I know it? They're not all Marvel card collectors choose to be in the group that I happen to have spawned. You know, um, a lot of people don't, you know, hang their social media hat in that that group, and some people spread themselves across multiple groups. Some people absolutely detest the group <laughs> and this podcast and me and do their own thing, which you know, calling the gang. Um, here's an interesting question on that because I've always found this interesting. Do you have that kind of weird 
I've said weird and I've kind of almost prejudiced it by saying so, but do you have that kind of um, different encampment mentality within Star Wars card fandom? I don't get the vibe you do. It all feels very crossovery and very friendly and working together-ish. I think it's because I, I don't choose to be out. I like, I am part of groups, mm. you know, I, I'm, I am part of groups and I, I tune back in, but I think, one of the things is I think because you know, when you're a content creator, I'll put that in quotes for myself. You know, I, I try to, you know, a lot of the free time I didn't have to go in and, and I, I did like to interact. And I, I like a lot of the people in those groups and they really help out mm, mm, mm. a lot. Um, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot to manage and my hats off to anyone who has to admin um, because you're trying to keep it a space where it's like, you know, things, you know, people just get, you know, get, there's more and more people going in and it just gets a little nutty. And then, you know, feelings get hurt. Things get, because it's, you know, text and you can't talk like we can and, yeah. and hear the inflection and what someone's trying to say. And, and then, you know, someone comes into a group and goes, Hey, what's this worth or, or what's this? And then you get the, you know, the pylons and, and all that. And so, although I try to keep an eye on it and I like it because a lot of the artists are in there as well. Mm. You know, I, I tried to figure, I tried to figure out that I, thought maybe my Venn diagram position would be in instead of being inside a group being sort of like on the peripheral and talking to folks yeah, who don't yeah. who are Star Wars fans do collect have that especially that that tie back to vintage or whatever it came out when they are mm. and have no idea and I thought that was a to me a, a more interesting opportunity yeah to, to that because I'm like I am not an expert you know, I, I have history and age on my side, but there are a lot of folks who dive more into this and buy more and do that. But, mm. you know, there is you've you've talked about it a lot about the competition and how that can drive for good or bad. You know, when people are just trying to show off, um, you know, what they have, but it's hard not to look at that and have that not impact you. Yes, it's a cool card. It's really great. Wow. I love the detail on that. But then you go, man, you know, should I be buying cases? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it? And so, you know, to kind of keep you know, your your foot in there. But so, you know, I don't know if I serve, I would serve a group as well because I, you know, the news and things, sure. Um, a review on it as as a longtime collector, helpful. But mm. as far as like, you know, inside that, but um, I, I don't mind operating solo in some cases when I yeah. do, you know, when I talk about this, mm. you know, because I can kind of do what I, I would, I would prefer and kind of go the way. And, and I think when we talked about the evolution of myself as a collector, you know, I'm taking a different jury. And so, you know, my journey may not be where other folks would care for it to go like, Oh, mm. they, they want to look at this particular thing. And I'm like, well, you know what? Now I'm really focused. I, I don't think any of the major collectors would really, you know, the recent, the recent kick was this, um, these, cards that came on the packages of ego waffles oh yeah yeah been out for a year i have talked about it um i've got a larger i've got a larger show that i'll be building around it um but for me it was a fascination ever since you know a few of them came into my hands and i'm like it's been out for almost a year and it it took me on a merry chase and i'm like which was the best ever kellogg's literally called me a couple days ago because i i emailed him i'm like i gotta know wow about this and you know some poor customer service rep reached out first by email and then by a phone call i, I think i've got another follow-up because i want to try to get you know because when you're talking about you've talked about promo cards and futais and yeah. things 
this is an opportunity to get as much information before a lot of this is lost. Mm, it becomes exactly. something that like the episode one stuff or the, or the solo stuff, you know, after a while you start to figure I'm going off on a tangent because we're getting so much content. What really makes the next thing special? You know, what's going to grip um, the non huge audience like a Mandalorian baby. Mm, Yoda. Mm, you know, mm. the Avengers and the MCU and all this stuff, we are getting bombarded with incredibly well-written good content, but what's going to make the next thing for Marvel special? You know, it's like, mm -hmm. Black Panther was an amazing, you know, groundbreaking film. You know, the follow-up made a lot of money. Not so what really yet. makes, you know, what makes what makes these things, you know, what really clicks when there's so much content, and that's the same thing. So it's like I don't mind going down on that journey on on that journey, mm. you know, with with the cards that you could cut off the boxes of ego egos. I, I enjoyed them, and my friend ate a lot of them. He bought a lot of boxes oh, to really? help me out. And uh, I still have egg. I'll be eating eggos for you know a couple more weeks. We don't have them over here. I've no idea what they taste like. It's it's a waffle. It's a really good waffle. If you've ever had a waffle, if you ever had a Be Belgian waffle, I mean, imagine on a smaller scale. Um, okay. But uh, I I was always a big fan of waffles, and I better be because I've eaten quite a lot of them. But you know when you have them all, you know when you find out, you, you know when you realize that there wasn't a checklist, and you don't oh, know how okay. many cards there were. And you're like, who's going to ask? I didn't see anything online. I'm like, you know what? This is this is my calling. Interesting. You know, like I have, I have, this is my calling. I've got to find out the answer to this. And it was so much fun. And the story's not done yet. So I'm, I'm not, I haven't put a button on this, but I do want to do a write-up. I've got a lot of pictures. I'm going to be sent some boxes uh, from Kellogg's. Um, but it's just, it's just one of those things where you're like, I love this it. is just where, this is where the journey took me. I love it. And I didn't realize it, but I'm like, yeah, I, I don't feel guilty but I also feel at one time it's like this is what we should do. It's like mm. it's like finding a promo set for that Marvel did that obscure thing that they put on a box of laundry detergent. And you go, yeah. you know what? If no one talks about this, it's going to be on Jeff Allender's cart. You know, as much as a great resource as that mm. house of checklists are, that's what it it could be, or it could be lost to time. And yeah. a collector may, you know, because some of this stuff may last a little while. Going, you know what? What was that all about? I saw this. Hey, what's the deal? Um, but also as a collector, you go, I got to have them. Well, of course. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the whole Pokemon thing. Got to catch them all. Um, I, I don't know what the original question was, but no, yeah. you, you know what? I don't know if there was a question really. It was, no, it was basically about whether or not, because the thing is, the thing I find is that the, in, in Star Wars, you know, I've talked about this before. I always find it interesting that the fandom has people who are interested in this, people who are interested in that, and they all kind of get on mm -hmm. and they they connect. And there's, you know, I've I've seen that in your in your podcast, the fact that 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 kind of stretches out with with Marvel cards. It's 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 different. There wasn't really obviously there's been places over the years like this, the Scoundrel Forum. If you're into your sketch cards. And there's blowout for a little while, and there's card talk on the non uh, non sport update magazine, which is kind of more of a general trading cards uh, place. There's obviously people in there who collect both Marvel and Star Wars and all sorts of other stuff like wacky packages and garbage pail kids and stuff like that. Um, but there wasn't really anywhere, you know. Facebook is the first place I've seen dedicated spaces for just for Marvel cards per se, not just sketch cards, but just Marvel cards. Um, and so I found it's it can be a little bit tribal is probably the best word to use it and i wasn't sure if if anything like that had existed in the star wars card space i know there are a couple of star wars card groups 
on there. I think I'm in one of them. I think the people are uh, similar. And I do think that, you know, I, I would say that there are people who go for, you know, the autos who go for sketch cards, mm. who go for, for this and that. And, you know, it's tricky because like I said, in a group like that, it's hard not to compare. It's hard not to oh, compare yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. And, you know, the value you put on certain things, right? You know, yeah. like I did, I did a chase, the <clears throat> top's finest came out last year and the boxes were really expensive, like everything has been. And mm -hmm. so I was like, well, I wouldn't mind getting in a little of this. So I started, you know, when I was coming on eBay and I found a lot of very cheap, you know, you get those, the cheap autographs and Hey, there's no bones about it. You know, mm. not every, not everyone's going to pull a Carrie Fisher or whatnot. Yeah. You're going to get an Oliver Davies like I did. And, uh, I, I did a couple and I ended up going, doing a rainbow chase of Oliver Davies from finest, which I just recently finished. I got everything but the one of one super predator. Okay. Nice. So it was like nine or I think there'd be 10 total with the base auto. And then it went down through and it was fun because I think the wow. whole thing costs less than it definitely costs less than $300. So but finest a is, is a pre like premium product. Star Wars, yeah, it yeah. was a Chrome product. It was a okay. baseball oh. carryover. The first one was ninety six, and I, I think to, uh, Star Wars has only done it three times. Okay, but yeah, it was a, it was originally like a Chrome, like the ninety six tops Star Wars finest was you know kind of the culmination of that mm -hmm. as you're getting it to the to the art stuff of the nineties when everybody was all about the art. Um, Interesting, but yeah, it and was who's, a fun way to hmm? and who's Oliver Davis. He did uh, CO Bibble in the Phantom Menace. He's the one that says, you know, you must contact me. He was trying you like, so when Pad right. is off planet and, you know, or he's the one that goes, you know, a disruption in communications can be only one thing, invasion. Right. right. Like, okay, I'm with you. So he's an older gentleman. I think now he's in his 80s. Oh, do you mean, uh, is it Oliver Ford Davis? Yes. Oliver yes, Davis. I know the guy you mean. Yes, yes. No, he was in Game of Thrones as well. He's He's a fine English actor. Of of yeah, we know we. I've seen him on many television um, things over the years, chewing on the furniture at some point. So yeah, <laughs> I know the guy. You mean okay, there we go. But it made a fun. It made a fun chase. Mm. Why because not? Because then you know it wasn't that expensive. And then you know if someone's buying you know a hobby box for three hundred dollars, and they get a you know a an auto that they're not happy with for whatever reason, whether it was not, you know, whatever their expectations went in, like, I'm going to get this because it's at that point, it's almost like gambling for me. It's like, you know what? I spent about as much on the hobby box as I did on these. And I, there was a few mm. different characters I was chasing. One of them, um, General Draven from Rogue One. And I forget his name. Oh, now, I think um, I have. Daniels. No, Daniel, Ben Daniels is the actor. He's the ex, um, ex wing pilot. Yeah. No, no, no. This is the. Do, 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 do. I'll go into. You know, I've got eBay here. Why don't I just pick this up? <laughs> but he's close. I've got one card that I've been looking at. Oh, one nice. of those. Okay. One of those days, um, I'm gonna shoot it. I'm gonna grab it, and it is. Do, 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 do. Oh. Oh yeah. Of course, that one's not gonna be. I think it's Alistair. What's his name? Oh, he's a blonde fella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's I know the actor. Our age. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. Yeah, I know the actor. Um, yeah, yeah. He's been on loads so, of stuff over here on TV. I have um did, now I can't. Um it won't come up. Oh, Alistair, Alistair Petrie. That's it. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I have there's about one more I'm looking at, and it's just a question of when I'm gonna pull the trigger on it. Mm. Um 
but yeah, he, I also, you know, and I think it's smarter. Like if we were doing a, if we were doing the card, if we were doing the card thing, you'd say, Hey, if you pulled a, if you pulled a one of one or you pull a high one, then you, you might want to think about doing your rainbow because it's much easier to go back than if someone has work down rather than work up. Yeah. Right. Because then it's like, is that going to come available? But I would say I was very surprised with, with that particular chase where I got some of like the, the out of five and out of 10, a lot cheaper than, you know, it just because of that. And it's no knock on him. I mean, a, as an actor, it's just that made it fun for me. Just like um, there was a online, the Sapphire set that they went mm. back and they chromed. They they redid the first two sets as in the blue Starfield 77 one. And um, so they chromed them on both sides. They kind of augmented the picture almost like, you know, when they went back to the original Star Treks and modified the special yeah, effects and whatnot. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. But there was uh, one of the puzzles and I was like, well, I'm not going to spend $900 on a box. Oh, now you can get it for $450. Uh, steal. Um, but there was part of the one of the puzzles that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to collect those cards and in a nine buy, I'm going to get the back that that portion of a puzzle that's going nice. pretty, pretty cool. Nice. And so it kind of kept me it kept me in there. It was something that I could afford, but also it was something mm -hmm. I was chasing particular things. And so those two things, you know, that made what normally be like, nah, I'll, you know, I'll pass. It's kind of, it's like master where like masterpieces or masterwork or something like yeah. that, where you, you'd like to have something, but I'm certainly, I don't have the coin or I don't have the space to go. I don't need it all, mm. but maybe there's a certain auto or a certain character. Well, like, you know, you are with black cat that, yeah, I keep a foot in it. It's yeah. fun. It keeps it fun, but it keeps me mm -hmm. focused. And it doesn't mean that the spigot is on full blast all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can manage, you know, like you're talking about the boxes that mm. you get and you like it one day, it's almost like you, the reckoning comes for you. It's probably the best day and the worst day when everything comes, you're going to do it. Was a little bit daunting. It was a heavy box as well. <laughs> um, and a bit, a little bit Brown trousers time as well, when it was possibly being delivered, possibly not. Possibly in someone else's house. Who knows? I can't believe that. That, um, was, just, that was an amazing story. I can't. Anyway, um, it aged me that day. It really did. The um, it, it's interesting. There's a couple of things you said there. One of the interesting things is about when you buy a box. And okay, listen, everyone wants to buy. Not everyone wants to buy a box of Spideyverse, but a lot of people who buy a box of Spideyverse want to pull a Haley Steinfeld Auto, for example. You know, that's the, that's the hit. You know, a lot of people who buy the One Division want to buy, you know, want to get an Elizabeth Olsen or Paul Bettany or Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen jewel would be the, you know, jewel in the crown. But most people aren't going to get that. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I've enjoyed seeing is, is what you said is where you go, okay, well, I could only afford that shot. This is what I've got. I'm going to make a fun journey with the hand I've been dealt. So I'm going to go after this, so I'm going to go after that. And the other thing that you pointed out, which is uh, the perceived wisdom now, because the boxes of original sealed sealed wax is the expression, even though, mm -hmm. do they still have wax on them or in them? I don't no. know. When the gun went away, the wax, yeah. the wax paper went away. The wax has gone away a long time ago. It's now foil or whatever. Um, <clears throat> the interesting thing is, is that people, are, are, a lot of people, and this came out in our state of the hobby thing, Secondary market is where it's at. You know, they're just mm -hmm. picking it up on the secondary because the people who can afford to wade in and do 20 cases to get a one of one Harrison Ford or have a shot at a one of one Harrison Ford or um, a one of one Josh Brolin as Thanos, you know, um, 
or whatever it is with a piece of infinity gem embedded in the card you know they they can do that and i think chances are they're going to dump the um i'm going to i'm going to cross my my streams now they're going to dump the garbage before they go into hyperspace yeah mm-hmm. and we're just going to float away with the garbage and have a ha- very happy time picking up picking through that um it was certainly my approach with black diamond um you know i went into that knowing it was a properly high end set um beautiful what i'd seen i was like i was smitten with it and i was like you know what i'm just going to make myself a mongol set over the stuff that i can get um uh, 18 months later it's <laughs> it's gotten slightly out of control but i have managed to put, put together a set that i'm you know i i have no illusions that i'm ever going to complete it um i probably wouldn't ever want to pay for a toby Maguire, not toby Maguire. But great if he was in there uh, for a Tom Holland <laughs> Spider-Man exquisite oh. card, um, because you know there's 125 of them, but people have been deliberately hooving them up to grade them and sell them for three times as much. So you know the pool of available ones is, is much much lower. So you know that's that's pushed up that market. Um, I'm never going to go there, but um, My brain's gone. I've enjoyed putting together some rainbows of of other characters. So you know, uh, you've seen the Thor movie, um, mm-hmm. uh, Sif, played by Jamie Alexander. You know, some oh, of yes. her cards. You know, there's some nice coloured parallels. She didn't sign for the set, um, but recently, someone who who bought um, and done a rainbow of Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson. Ooh. He was in the Phase One movies, and then Agents of Shield, and he was selling it, and I was like, I can't afford it. But he said, oh, "I'll do you a part payment." So I'm like, "Fine." So I'm paying it off over a few months, and I get the full rainbow of Clark Gregg, including an autograph card, including a single gem diamond card. Very happy with that. Thank you very much. You know, and it's it's kind of like an Insta rainbow <laughs> in that way. I haven't had to do that chasing, but still well, just as have- satisfying. You have preached patience, and I think that I, I say the same thing, Where whether it's if you want to be a day one buyer, you know, or go you for it. If you can pre-order it. things like, yeah, yeah, you can afford it, and you get the pre-orders, like, go for it. And, but yeah, I, a lot of tell, I tell a lot of folks, because like I said, you know, I, I have this, you know, whether this collector actually exists, I don't know. But that, I think when you think about someone who goes, wow, that's interesting. And I've, I've seen this where it's like, maybe they're not a hardcore card collector, but they do like X amount, X character. And so you go, all right, you know, if you want to go do that, then wait. Or if you, you would like to put together a chase, you're like, oh, I really liked, you know, Rogue One. Well, maybe I want to, I, I'd like to have a set. And you could probably find it super cheap. I think I found a a complete set of Series 2 for like $5 at a con, right? And they're bargain. Wow. You know, but it's patience. It's patience and time. But yeah, you're like I said, the secondary market is going to be your friend because otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you can play that game for a while, but then I think it's just a zero sum game. I think, you know, it, you are just going to be less happy every time you pull that trigger, if you're trying to do in that. And then now you've got to unload product. And, you know, as much as I enjoy picking up a set that someone has discarded, you know, are they really happy? I think they're probably happy to a be done with it and be, get it out of their hair. But I'm like, Wow, did you, you know you you paid a lot for that? I didn't. Um, so, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, same thing with you. A friend of mine, you know, I in climbing through um, Star Wars 
3D eye. This is a 3D set. You can't really see this well on the Zoom, but a friend of mine, you know, like I'd found some that someone oh, had given beautiful. me. Beautiful. I found I some that someone existed. had given me. So they're widescreen. Right. Release, in yeah? the mid 90s, and this is really doing a poor job. I'm going to bring this back here. So in, oh, the, in cool. the mid 90s, after the after the Galaxy sets came out, Tops released a bunch of <laughs> wide visions. This is an Empire promo card. Sorry, it's got in there. Um, and then they they experimented with the 3D ones. And so, you know, nice, um, but they didn't sell very well. And so there's a huge gap between this one, which actually went to market Empire, which came out, you know, like 2010 and then wow. 2014 for Return of the Jedi. But at that point, both of those were like online. You bought you bought them as a box. I'm with you. And so sealed ones, sealed boxes and so forth of some of these are incredibly rare and hard to find. Uh, but, you know, a friend of mine was like, hey, I've got some extras. And I'm like, hey, let's I'll, I'll take a little bit from you now. I'll go back to it later on, because I think getting these for the price I got, I'm like, nice. So there's only 55 of these, but I have pretty much nearly all the wide vision cards that are out there. There's a couple things I don't have. But um, yeah, it, this is something that they really tops really dove into. Mm -hmm. What's nice about this particular the 3D is that this is a preview of the second card, the next card in the series. Yeah, I love I love the wide vision cards. I remember when you you did an episode where you were talking about the wide vision cards uh, and you were talking about the design of them. And um, sometimes they had a bunch of stuff on the yeah. back. Um, and I yeah. went and picked up. I managed to get a binder, the the original binder, mm -hmm. and I've got uh, I think New Hope, got those. Um, and uh, weirdly, I think I've ended up with two sets somewhere along the line. Anyway, um, I love them, and I still need to get Empire and um, Return of the Jedi um, in that binder as well because there, there's room in there. Um, the thing that I find difficult is that they no longer make the Ultra Pro pages for them. I think you can still buy them, but I don't think you can get them new. BCW so makes them, which I know you said you. Um, well, that you can probably find... explains why I've not seen <laughs> seen them because B the BCW comic stuff makes it over here, but the card stuff doesn't really get distributed that much in the UK. Next time you do some eBay yet, because that's the same thing. Uh, recently, they um, Tops put out a T two o six, which is their tobacco card. You know, their Star Wars version of the old tobacco cards. Oh wow! Okay, um, mm -hmm. that was these, right? These are the shape of the old, you know, turn of the century tobacco ones. Gotcha. And okay. These were online packs. They do make sheets for them, which, you know, if I would have gone just to look, I'm going, there's got to be sheets for these. Mm. Yes, there are. I probably would have picked up a few more because they're a little hard. They're a little more expensive now, unless you mm. people are looking for certain things. But yeah, I think it's it goes back the same way. If I don't really have sheets for these, then what they become is piles of cards. And I hate yes. piles of cards like I hate boxes and boxes are a necessary evil. But mm. boxes mean that I forget things and I can't look through them and I can't just pull them off and shuffle them through. And then they get lost to time. And then you forget what you have. That's it's a which is why I've just invested in one of these ultra pro draw units. That's nice. Which I, I um, you'll that. see on the episode. Actually, as we record it, you won't have seen it. But on last week's episode, as people listen to this. I talk it through and do a kind of an online review of it. So I'm not going to go back into that now. Go back and watch that episode if you want to know about the Ultra Pro draw organizer. The, the last thing I'll say on these 3D ones is they have like there's a plastic coating on it, mm. ridges that, you know, you can kind of see. Oh, the um, lenticular. Yes, thank you. That's the yes. word I'm looking for. Mm. But they also collect dust, dirt, and grease like nobody's Oh, my business. goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ones I'd had were not in really – they were really kind of disgusting to feel. And so 
I went back there and I think a friend of mine, uh, Peter Stuckus said Windex wipes, I think are, are probably the key. I used a combination of like do some water on paper towel. And then I think, or no, uh, like a, like a handkerchief. And then I kind of went to, I actually went as far as doing some of the, uh, like the Clorox wipes just to, to rub them. And you'd be surprised like what I was able to pull off some oh. of them, you know, it's the wear and tear, but anyway, but yeah, it, it felt a lot. It, they feel a lot better. The back of it is a cardboard. It's a little kind of thicker stock, but I think if you're careful, you go one direction, uh, mm -hmm. it cleans them up and you go, Oh, that feels so much better. And then, and you know, a little less than now I can kind of get past the, the, condition of them and get into oh wow i can really you know take it yeah 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 you can get get all that feckum off so they don't feel so mm -hmm. quite so ooh, someone else's dirt on there it well, just you just know, makes stuff you sits around for you know 25 yeah, 30 years it does and it builds up mm -hmm. you know just makes your back open and shut thinking about it um i wish um i wish upper deck would here's the thing maybe i'm the only one who wishes for this i would love some wide vision or you know the, that wide format for some of the mcu stuff i really would um especially if it was on thicker stock um one of the most joyful things i've recently acquired is there was a star trek movie set i think it was insurrection um possibly nemesis no definitely insurrection where the auto cards and i think the set actually were were widescreen format Oh, nice. So they're on card autos. So there's so much more room for the autograph to flow across the card. And they're absolutely stunning. They're absolutely joyous in hand. Um, so admittedly, Upper Deck, you know, they're they're on sticker autos these days for, for the majority of the Marvel stuff, in fact, all of the Marvel stuff. But just some of those cards in a in a just that slightly bigger widescreen format would be beautiful to behold. Would also drive everyone absolutely nuts in terms of the storage. Um, and how you store them. Um, because I don't know if you can get those mag cases, those one touch mag cases for wide vision cards. I know you can get them for regular size. I wouldn't put it past, especially it's one of those every now every now and then I I I do like getting into the local card shop to kind of see because there there's so much in there and sometimes the shops I, I really love it when the shops will sell individually, like Hey, I just need, I don't need a full box of nine buys. Can I just get this? Or I want to get an odd size box and they have, you know, would you like to have a 200 count box? Three, four, five to eight. Yeah. yeah or you want to, uh, you know, I'm like, you know what? And and they're usually cheap enough that I get them that I can go, you know, what? I'm going to get one of these. I don't intend on holding it for life, but for right now, it's going to really help. And yeah. I can, I can discard it. I can discard it later. So, you know, one of the things we have the luxury of is we have a decent number of card shops. Um, the pandemic has helped really spring some of them back up. You know, some some are more helpful than others. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it is nice. And, and you do kind of find like, oh, I want to go there because that I can. Each shop has its own flavor of what it can sell that maybe the other ones yeah. don't. Or they have a focus of they have more glass displays where you can get. Um, I got the reason I got this Galaxy card of Ben Abasada's was is that one shop had um chicagoland sports cards had like these little bundles of just random cards and this just happened to be him like this is the one i'm looking for no nice. even ben didn't realize that he was in the again in this set and so whereas something like you know it was it was fairly cheap to get and then just you know yesterday i was able to have him sign it in person nice and that, which makes it special so it's like there's a card that had a very unique journey and you know i do have some i do have a i'm surprised i got that galaxy chrome box i got it 
good lord i bought it for maybe 120 and now you can find them for 600 you know just went up for a little bit for no reason at all um the newer ones are 349 retail and you're like why these are these are reprints of particular ones but somewhere out there someone said that this is a very high-end product and it moved the the market movers or however they did it and the manufacturers you know went along with it or they they went in kind with it going well that must be where it is and mm-hmm. you know well yeah. i'm gonna have a little bit of that coin as well at the Why primary not? and yeah exactly can i show you some cool stuff i'd love to see some cool stuff i got some cool stuff so the other day on ebay is one thing i do like doing occasionally on ebay uk you get you get random lots of stuff i love lots. and so uh, yeah and this was a lot of uncut promos 90s okay now there's all sorts of stuff in here um now there is some marvel so i'm going to do the marvel first and then i'm going to move on to the interesting stuff so let's do the marvel first now most of these i already have um but i needed some duplicate copies because this one for Fleer ultra spider-man which is a beautiful promo has got black cat on it in the top right that's a boris valier her black cat so this is a perforated one. So this came in a magazine, and I know that on Allender's website, you will it will say which magazine it was. I haven't looked, but of course on the back, you've got all the promo for the set. Oh, it's perfect. So it's just a lovely collectible item in and of itself. Uh, it's absolutely joyous. It really is. Um, and then also in this bundle was the same perforated from Marvel Universe 1994. Mm. which is just a little bit more bonkers in terms of the 90s-ness of it. Um, but you know what's so critical about those things is they'll have, and I, I've been kind of trying to go after some promos, more promos recently. Although mm. there's a ton of them, they give you a lot of information about, like, when is the set coming out? What does exactly. it have in it? And yeah. you're going, this is, you know, it's, you know, I, I hate throwing out around the words, words historical piece, but I'm like, it does give you an idea of when you're trying to research this, like you yeah. might, you know, cause it gives you a context of where was, where was Marvel's head when this came out? Why yeah. I mean, this? this is that, this is that, this is that weird short lived nineties daredevil. There we go. This side daredevil Ooh. costume that he had in, in, in the nineties. Oh yeah. It kind yeah. of went, oh, it's like, what, what were they thinking? Um, but they're, they're beautiful. They're, they, they are kind of t- time capsules. So this, this is a classic that people will love. Amazing Spider-Man, the Mark Bagley set from 94. So Mark Bagley drew the whole thing. Um, now, we did actually reach out to Mark Bagley via someone else to come on the podcast. I, I'm going to nice. say this now because <laughs> he basically said, I don't know what I'd tell him. I can't even remember drawing it. <laughs> so he politely declined. So um, <gasps> asked and answered, uh, I guess. Um, now, the interesting thing about this set is that there were different versions of these that had a different stamp on depending on where they were distributed. So this one, I don't think I've got it. It's comic book collector, Collector. which I think was a, was a magazine. I think, Um, but there were different ones and some of them have got, I think think a couple of them have got different logo sort of in this top corner here as well. So there are some really scarce ones. Anyway, this is, this is lovely. I love Um, that. This is just a beautiful piece. It's slightly smaller. So they're not, they're not, full card size um now there is something in your wheelhouse coming just to just to 
preempt your enthusiasm there. Uh, this is a four-panel perforated again. This came out of a magazine, but a lot of these were available as non-perforated ones as well that came loose in polybags from Marvel Metal. Ooh. And that's so a 90s one, right? Yeah, this is this is 95, I think. Marvel Metal came out. There was only actually one metal set in the 90s, and this was it. I was going to um, ask because recently we had that. Um, I think my son got me some metal cards from you know like mm. uh, some buddies of him that shop that opened up and mm. it's nice knowing that there was a history to that particular yes. property yes yeah they brought it back they brought it back in a big way um now this i i don't know what this is it isn't for a card set but it is beautiful it's draw the marvel comics superhero so it's a book <laughs> but it's a <laughs> promo for the book Look at that. It's beautiful. It's John wow. Romita artwork. And look at the foiling on that. So it is. It is just exactly that. It's just a promo. It's about the same size as but it's a bit smaller than the others. Um, draw this Marvel comic superhero, a mighty manual of massively amazing step-by-step -step instruction. <laughs> it's just delightful. I, I just thought it was such a curiosity. I spotted it in the photo. I was like, oh, uh, it's worth it for that alone. And then, so that was the Marvel bundle. Uh, oh, actually, no, there's one more in the Marvel bundle. Uh, 95 Flare. Which, again, is a four card. Now, that is premium stock for the 90s. That's 35 point, I think. Um, and that Spider-Man from Flare is, for my money, one of the nicest Spider-Mans from oh, the 90s. that is nice. It's just stunning on its own. It really is. Um, some of the artwork on this set, I think it's fairly safe to say, is very 90s and very, very of its time. <laughs> Hello, Namor in the bottom corner there. Wow, Namor, yeah, he's uh, he, he hasn't skipped uh, leg or arm day, he hasn't skipped any any days. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 beautiful, it's a beautiful piece. That's not a perforated one, that's that's in of itself, but it's thick and it feels. I mean, look at the gloss on it. I mean, that that it's like it could be opened yesterday, it's beautiful condition anyway. Then there was a load of random other stuff because, as you mentioned earlier, you know the card boom. Everything you could possibly have was coming out as a card set, like Neil Gaiman's Lady Justice. There's a promo <laughs> thing for that. On the other side, you've got Mickey Spillane's Mike Danger. Mickey Spillane. Then Fleer Ultra Skeleton Warriors. Wow, what's that all about? So it's not a Marvel thing. Just at that point, but it's just I, like why? Why not? I guess the, the, it's almost like the the Netflix of their day. Going, I what know. weren't that? What were they turning down? Is the question? Lead and Nemo's Primortals. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this stuff is ridiculous. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's great. Uh, then there's a there's a there's a four up here. Gene Roddenberry's Lost Universe. Then you've got Neil Gaiman, Leonard Nimoy, all in one thing. So it's kind of a it's kind of a four up of promo cards. I mean, that's literally what it is. Wow! So four promo cards in an uncut sheet. Never seen anything like it. Then randomly, there's two in here for the Waterworld movie set. Ooh, ooh! But but look at the quality of the look at the quality of it. I mean, it's beautiful. It's just wow. lovely. There's two of those. I'll send you one if you want. <laughs> Oh my god. No, you're okay and safe stamp. Um Neil Gaiman's Technophage. And then Neil Gaiman's <laughs> Lady Justice. So this is what made Neil Gaiman his money, folks. Another skeleton warriors, same one. And then we're getting to the good stuff. 
Star Wars wide vision. Ooh. Ooh. Isn't that beautiful? I've, I've seen some that are around that size. Mm. And I've been making the, I've been trying to figure out, because I think you're probably in the same boat of like, what's the best way to store them? Or if I have space, display them. Yes, it's, it's tricky. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Display-wise, you can get top loaders this size. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Um, but I mean, this is just stunning. A lot of these were loose polybagged in um, Star Wars Galaxy magazine. Yes. Um, Everybody had a magazine. That That's also a long yeah. overdue project is to get some of those. Mm. Get some of those. You know, because that's so many promos. It's ridiculous. So many. Um, but that that's beautiful. Then we've got. Now this is perforated. Again, it's wide vision. So it's three cards. The perforation's there where it's been torn out of a magazine. So this is Empire. So I don't have the wide vision Empire set. But if you look at the back, it's printed too close so that when you pull out the perforation, you cut off the end. Oh wow. Yeah, that was um You see what I mean? You've got all this gap down this side, but obviously the perforation was just it could have shunted it a bit this way. So I don't know if that was just the design of it or just an unlucky one that got misprinted or misaligned somehow. But anyway. But it's, it's still a lovely piece because you could happily display that outside. And for collectors, especially in the 90s, these are so difficult mm. to figure out, to track down just because there were so many and they were, you know, mm. they were coming here, here and here, there, and everywhere. And you're just like, some of them were numbered. Right, you get the whole P mm. number, and then some weren't. And you know, if you're a completist, it's I think it, it's got to make you you know lose what left little mm-hmm. hair you have mm-hmm. left. Um, I can I can speak for myself on that, but this one's a shame because this is clearly being cut somehow, and I don't know why. But it's a partial Star Wars Galaxy Two promo. Mm. You can see that it's been mm-hmm. cut there. And on the back, you can see it's being cut off because you've only got half the logo. The wording starts. So I don't know. That's 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 a ridiculously clean cut. So I, it looks factory cut. So I think that's some sort of error. Because hmm. I don't I don't think that's being cut aftermarket by someone. It's just too perfect an edge. It's really strange. like i said i've just recently started looking harder on some of the promos and you see some of these and Mm. you know it's it's easier if a promo card is is already something that could fit in a nine by or a sleeve yeah but it's when some of these odd sizes like postcard size and you go do i really want that where am i going to put it those are the kind of questions that you go to our you know yeah, like, oh, man. Galaxy Series 3. And that one is, I mean, unfortunately, it's got a slight tear just at the edge there. You can see. Mm. Um, but it's just stunning. You know what that would be perfect for is if, like, for example, you had a promo card where you could recognize the artist. That would yes. be a gorgeous auto opportunity. Mm, absolutely. There's plenty, I mean, of, there's plenty of white space yeah. there that the artist could sign there. You know, I did recently pick up a Joe Caroni promo card that I think the next time I see him, I'm going to have him sign. Yeah. I've had him sign a few before, but it's like, mm, you know, you take a random promo card and it's, you know, if you're mm. going in and having them autographed, they're kind of like, oh, I haven't seen that one in a while or it's something a little odd. It's not something yeah. maybe they would expect and it could make for not only a fun collectible, but a fun encounter as well. So that's it for the Star Wars stuff, but we do, of course, oh. have an obligatory Vampirella. 
So, you know, let's, let's, let's throw that into the mix as well. There we go. So I told you it was a random bundle. Uh, I saw it on eBay. I was like, I'll throw in a bid and uh, I want it. So no, but you, you, when you talk about the, when you talk about the paper, the cardstock Mm. that they're using, the designs, because a lot of that, you know, you cannot, you can clearly see that everyone is trying to get in there. They're trying to figure out a way to make it different. And it gives you an idea. Especially this is, collectors. Yeah. This is 28 years old. Look at the quality of it. I mean, just the quality of the printing. I mean, Marvel Metal did actually break quite a lot of boundaries in terms of the, the print quality. They really stretched and reached to, to get this kind of, you know, they had to figure out how to do the all different layers and foiling and things like that. Um, and they, they really hold up. They really hold up. Um, one of the things I was thinking about earlier, and I mentioned it just before we started recording, was with Star Wars Galaxy. So for those who are in the Marvel space, but not in the Star Wars space, who don't know, Star Wars Galaxy is pretty much the original art mm-hmm. set that Top started doing in the 90s. Now, when did Star Wars Galaxy Series 1 drop? 1993. 1993. So 10 years after Return of the Jedi, the cards came out. And there is a nice book. Abrams does make one. Mm. I I pimp it continually. Um, Please hire me because I'm a a champion (laughs) of these books. But there is one. It doesn't go over. It goes over the first three sets. It doesn't go over every card, but it does kind of give you an idea. You know, Gary Gerani does the forward for it and kind of gives you an idea of what they're thinking of and and they're going after and, you know, how how the sets kind of evolved. But it is something Mm. that, you know, and, and and surprisingly, you know, and and also of its era, it's incredibly mass produced. So, although I've seen sealed boxes go for non triple, what I, um, you know, I thank my lucky stars that I got my three boxes sealed when I did for less than a hundred bucks. I think for the whole wow. kit, because um, I bought them piecemeal. Now you, you know, it's hard to find them, but you know. Each of those boxes had what thirty six packs of like nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a you get an, an amazing number of cards, but I think it was like one hundred and forty four card set. Yes, um, there were some set. Walt Simonson foil chase cards that made a. I think they made a six by puzzle or something like that. But yeah, it was really celebrating the art of and mm-hmm. very popular. They did it again in ninety four. They did it in ninety five, and then mm-hmm. as I've, I've I've mentioned this before, it's like in ninety six, you get both finest which I think to me is kind of the culmination of that. But you, what's interesting about those sets is every one of these galaxy sets, you'll see characters that, especially the EU characters at the time. Mm-hmm. So by then, by, by, yeah. yeah. So now you're getting Thrawn, you're getting Myra Jade and all that. So it's a great capsule of where that is, but also the finest was Chrome. And then uh, you throw in there, the Hildebrandt brothers who did shadows of the empire. So those, mm-hmm. those come out within a few months of each other. And then there was this, there's one where they did this, um, these oversized ones. It was in a packaging. Uh, oh, I, I saw those. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Master something, and I've yeah, I I could have gotten it several times, but when you get those odd sizes, you're like, where am I going to put it? It's gonna it's yeah. gonna be stacked somewhere. But you can kind of see where they kind of finish up with that, and it's interesting that that overlaps a bit with the wide visions right so it's like you have this great arc of all this you know galaxy galaxy Mm. they're coming out with the magazines now and then it kind of peters itself out you get through finest and shadows and then now you're getting into wide vision and then you know a couple years later we're already into episode one yeah so you know it's it's an it's an amazing and then of course there are eight sets of galaxy 
plus the two oh, Chrome right. versions. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you know, Galaxy Four doesn't come out until end of the aughts. Well, that's the thing. I, I've drawn I've drawn the line at Galaxy Series Three because I I bought a lot off eBay. It was the binder, and it had the majority of Galaxy One, Two, and Three in there, including most nice. of the Chase and most of the promos. And it was a it was a steal at the time. It was less than a hundred bucks. And this is going back. This is COVID year actually. And I've been gradually like chipping away and you know, filling filling in. And in fact, in there were a load of uh, Galaxy Three. Every uh every pack had a first day issue card which had a gold foil stamp um so in my binder there were i didn't spot it until i went through and repaged them because the pages were quite old there were two of quite a few cards because they put the regular card and the the first day Good collector Good collector there in the same pocket which is like okay fair enough anyway those first day issue ones i've kept aside i'm i'm I finally found them. I'm going to mail them to um, uh good, good collector. I met in Boston. Actually, we met up and had lunch. Uh, Jose Solares. I said, I'd, I'd give them to him because that's the, oh, nice. the kind of thing he collects because they're doubles for me. I'm never going to go after that set. But the interesting thing for me about galaxy is that it came out. It's kind of tops seeing, okay, original art. Let's get some, some of these, artists who are like crazily selling all their you know because card boom a lot of these artists were doing their own sets you know <laughs> such as the 90s you know they could put out the sets of their own creator own properties and artwork and it would still sell um that they bought this out just after marvel had come out and skybox had come out with marvel masterpieces 92 which is that original art kind of game changer that joe Jusco did so it's very interesting that that's the very quickly, okay, Marvel come out with it, then Tops came out with theirs with Star Wars Galaxy and it forever kind of changes, you know, it opens up a new kind of territory, if you like, for a cinematic property to have artists doing those, you know, representations of the characters. And bear in mind that in the Star Wars universe, there's no hint that there's going to be any more movies, right? So you're not going to yeah. get... There's no TV shows. There's no movies. And so what do we have? You've got to find a fresh way to do it. We have, this gives you a huge amount of fresh content. Mm. You know, you're also seeing that comics boom at the time as well. And you're talking about cardstock, you know, remember all those different hologrammed. I have a bunch of X-Men and all where they were doing all different kinds of inserts and special covers and all this. And they're completely worthless now. Um, I have a lot of them because I thought you know, bagged and boarded with care. Mm-hmm. And, Bought two know, copies, just, one to read, one to leave sealed. Next cold, you know, next cold nay. Um, but uh, you know, hey, now they show up as comic cut cards. Yeah, in, you know, in Fleer Ultra, whatever. Um, yeah, I'd love them to take it, take a take a card, make a card, tell Upper Deck this, make a card of some of those hologram covers, pieces of those, because you mm. know that would be a great way to repackage and and really make it worth like, yes, kids. Um, you, you see these? <clears throat> these were things that we were like, please, you know, oh. like, comic stores were just ha- too happy to have kids, you know. I wish, I wish Upper Deck would do that. Yeah. So there was a there was a there was an X-Men crossover event that had a hologram card or a hologram panel the size of a card that was part of the cover. So it's in, virtually impossible to take off without completely f***ing the book. Um, although a, a few have popped up over the years. They were very much part of the book, and they were a hologram. Uh, I can't remember the name of the crossover now off the top of my head. But anyway, doing a comic cut, because there's millions of them out there that were mass printed, you could do a comic cut 
just of that hologram section of that cover. And straight away, you've got a 90s hologram in a comic cut cover card because the cover you, pieces of comic cuts are always much more desirable. And you could get those for a song. I mean, mm. they're not valuable. Uh, unlike, you know, when you had the Upper Deck guys on there talking about like taking an Amazing Fantasy or they taking this, mm. which is an which would be an amazing one. I think just for the nostalgia of it and the fact that I think it would make a really cool insert is just, you know, like something yeah. like a little green, a little flashy. You can see part yeah. of, you know, Wolverine. There you go, Upper Deck. Have that one. See there. Yeah. <laughs> for Listen, free. I, I'm giving that one away for free. No, no, no. no they'll, 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 they'll get you on, on, on their payroll if you're not careful. Um, I, it did, I constantly say to, to Marvel that they need to, they, uh, to Upper Deck, that they need to do more. They constantly go after the classics when they're doing their comic cuts and things like that, the key issues and the big properties. There's a whole market out there that would quite happily pay for some of the, the lower end of the rug. Um, so I'm still pushing for some sort of new universe subset or comic cuts. You set. were talking about I'm that still the other day. Push I'm, for like, this. I'm going to push wow. for this until I'm blue in the face. They're never going to do it because it's not commercially viable at all. Um, but um, but yeah, no, a, a, a midnight sunset um, is rumored to be on the horizon, a Fleer Ultra one, uh, which I take full credit for because we actually discussed and, and did some blue sky thinking on this on on this very podcast about two years ago about what would make a good Fleer Ultra set, and one of the options was Midnight Suns. Sure enough. As an artist who's put <laughs> sketch doc on social media, who's probably gotten a slap for doing so uh, by now, Fleer Ultra Midnight Suns. Nice. Is coming. And I'm taking, I'm, I'm sorry, Upper Deck. I don't care if you might have thought of it internally and it was just kismet, but I'm taking credit for that. Thank you very much. Um, I, if I ever see, if I ever <laughs> see a star brand set, I will say, you know what? Oh, and you're talking to a kid who brought, who bought, in i bought in on the new universe man i was all like I, that mm. was that was the time and i'm like man this is gonna be i'm gonna get this and get this and uh yeah it was a fun read i mean i can't say the top quality but it was a fun read i mean you know star brand had john Byrne on the artwork so you know you can't go too too far wrong with that um uh, spitfire and the troubleshooters merc hazard DP7 Justice. It was brilliant. You can it's, rattle those off a lot better than I can. It was Halcyon Days. I'll tell you one that, that always gets lumped in with it, but wasn't New Universe, is Strike Force Morichiri, which was an absolutely extraordinary. Um, it ran it ran a fair way, actually. I mean, it ran about 40 issues, and then there were four kind of prestige format um stories that came off the back of it. Um <clears throat> and it was um soldiers that were kind of bred to, to fight, but they they they'd burn up their energy and like you know they had really short lifespans basically so it was a constantly revolving roster of mm. characters as you went through um and when they when their life expired effectively they became a human bomb so basically yeah they just like, they just wherever they were and they kind of glowed and you know went off um i, I need to reread it because I'm, I'm remembering from like 30 years ago but i've got them all just down here <laughs> packed and boarded um but you know like them they might not be the most popular things but they're part of marvel comics history mm -hmm. so you know i'd love for them to get a sharing in cards but unfortunately i don't think they ever will um because you know they they, they didn't sell very well um they came and went and I think Starbrand has made an appearance on Marvel Beginnings. Um, he so had, he there had is a little secondary life, card. didn't Yeah, he? there is at least one Starbrand yeah. card in Marvel Beginnings. Um, and yeah, they've kind of bought it back as, as a different character and kind of very 
very kind of teenage high schooly kind of character disgusting um but listen <laughs> if, if power pack can make it onto modern cards Ooh. then i'm sorry but there's room for some new universe and and, and i will fight anyone who disagrees um <laughs> so greg greg what next for you what's what's what are you excited about i'll tell you one thing i do like talking about you know content as a resource and things like that i i often find your episodes are really good for me when you do your your as like homestead keeping episodes where you're talking about okay what's coming up what's coming out what the retail price is like to be what the product is you know i i get a lot from that um and we we waffle too much to succinctly put that kind of information out there in the world so um it's funny, i'm still saying i'm still saying we um no, I say it all the time, and I'm like, it's a we yeah. as in me. Well, it has um, been we for the longest time, so it's it's kind of a new reality. This is only like the third recording I've done since since um, the Reformation, um, and it, it, it's an odd one. For don't me don't because... tell me you have Norrin buried in the in the uh, in the Canterbury Church, which I was just no thinking, by the way. So no, 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 I I, I don't I I I, I I I don't at all. Um, that would be some big sarcophagus, because tall fella um so yeah so i'm 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 still kind of figuring out you know the, the the kind of new reality of it all but um i i enjoy your kind of catch up you know it keeps me in touch with what's happening in terms of star wars card releases and things like that so obviously you're doing your side quest your breakfast kind of pack episodes and you've been doing your own homebrew cards as well which i, I love what what's what you got oh at celebration uh what i'm showing is this is a when you and mcgregor took the stage at celebration you took that photo thank yeah. the crowd yes mm, um nice. frank Mulder was you know frank Mulder and Mulder, uh mr and mrs daffron were, were there and the celebration live stages were these recurring like mm. you had your big ones that people would get like tickets for and they would go through much deeper but i think they would bring people out and they would talk to them i was yeah. i got to see one with ian mcdermott on it but yeah, um, yeah, Ewan comes out and basically says, "You know what? I haven't done any of these things." And I was, just, he was just really nice. And as soon as I saw this, this was taken a still shot taken from a video I'd taken because you it. did the video. Yeah, I watched the video that you put up. Yeah, and then I'm that like, like I such an incredible this. experience. It really did. And you know, it's you know, it goes into the base packs. Like now, that green one is a part of like what you're seeing here is kind of oh, a okay. preview series um, four. Wow. Series four. And this is the this is a demo of the packaging, which I'm still tweaking. I started this a little while ago. And, you know, because sometimes what I'll do is I'll take a stack of them and I'll kind of see. Mm. And then I'm kind of rethinking like this year. Um, Return of the Jedi is, has its 40th anniversary. I've already got a template I made of the Return of the Jedi one. So, you know, whereas these are all the cards that I do are done in order of the years in the podcast. So it's like, yes. this one is green next year will be orange as the original five sets. Mm -hmm. I'll go into empire, you know, the empire sets and then I'll mm -hmm. go into, I'll do them. You know, if I, if knock on wood, if I last, you know, 10 years, I'll get through the original vintage of the different releases and then get into galaxy and whatnot. But these become like a nice scrapbook of what I've done places I've visited. And also it works mm. as a promo card with a QR code. Now that goes to the podcast feed. And, and what's nice is, is doing original art, doing my own artwork 
Um, and I reuse this stuff constantly because I'm just not that good. And, you know, and so it, it makes it fun because then it's you can give something out of swag. Yeah, they're fun. I love them. And they're fun. Yeah. And I'm getting off on a I'm sorry, I'm getting off on. a. On no, a no, no, no. Actually, I was be... going to say we, 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 we blatantly stole your idea as in every year we change the kind of the visual the episode that we use on social media and that was completely that was all you we were like oh let's 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 copy that um at least yours has a kind of a more of a inbuilt reason for it we just did it because we fancied doing it although now that uh, no one has unfortunately uh left us um after 2023 i'm not sure because he was the photoshop wizard of the two of us i haven't got a clue so um who knows if we'll ever change it again but um but yeah no thank you for that um uh, for that idea um, well no and then the homestead yeah. keeping i think i really kind of leaned into it after i kind of listened to you talk about how much mm. you kind of enjoy it and it was a nice way even if it was even if the content was not necessarily going to talk about cards like i'm going to talk to so and so who's cosplay and does this okay in the first few minutes i can satisfy mm. and i think even people will go like well you, you can wait for the interview if you want to you can skip forward um but then i can get it out but you know like when we're not going to see masterwork which is the next release, not until March, maybe. What am I, you know, like I can talk about yeah. what's happening right now, but you know, I, I, but I can put it in there, but you know, there's the online stuff so I can, mm. or what tops does is release something the day after I do a bunch of homestead keeping and catch right up. And I'm, <laughs> All right. Thank you for releasing the throwback sets. Now. Okay. Now they're on Thursdays. And so now I have something else. So, yeah, I, I think like anything else, we kind of tying it back into how the show evolves, like what's the best way to package this? If somebody if somebody has the time, you know, if I'm unfortunate, if somebody has the time to listen to the whole thing, you can go through that. And and the if I'm doing an interview, if I'm talking to somebody or I'm giving you highlights, but this first part, I can talk about this. We can mm. get the nuts and bolts out. Um, the trick is just to record all the bits together. And then, of course, last year I got, really behind and so a lot of stuff went really late and i think i've got just one more interview i've got to i got to get out but that also is like you know it puts you into territory just like what you're talking about going all right it's going to be a little different but if i enjoy doing it and i have the time and i'm not hurting anybody let's try to figure out the best way to do this so that i kind of scratch that itch but i'm also serving yeah. a community in my head that exists somewhere out there um and then keep it fun you know, because they're, yeah. they're coming with us to join the journey, just like yes. when I can go, oh, I can listen in and like, you know, I love the stuff that you have done with Upper Deck, especially when they talk about things and you go, man, this is, you know, I like, I like what they're doing. Uh, but we also have some very difficult times ahead with the finishing of the transitions from fanatics and how that's going to shift across right now. Yeah. Upper Deck, you know, has hockey you know, and they have the Opeachy and all that. And I think that's going to pretty much stay there, but you know, poor Panini um, is going to lose basketball. You know, Tops is already, you know, it's nice that Fanatics bought Tops so they get all that, but then their influence, and I think you saw a little bit of that last year with a lot mm. of the Chrome, everybody went Chrome crazy. And, you know, there, there's going to be some sets coming out. You know, what's the frequency going to be? How is it going to be? And then when it all yeah. shakes out in a couple, three years, especially given everything that the the folks have come in and they've made it the investment, you know, I, I think we can be a voice for folks mm. or a little bit of both of like, because yep. there'll be a reckoning coming for some folks and then going some of the stuff may be incredibly valuable and well, well on it. Um, there'll be a lot of people that'll grade things. And I'm getting into that where I think there is a auto that I think I need to have graded. It was 
uh, Hayden Christensen. Oh, it's wow. Yes. That, you know, I may end up flipping or selling off because this would, when you, I loved what you talked about. Like I could, you know, you thought about like getting rid of a card that could pay for a vacation. And I'm like, wow, I can't, mine wouldn't pay for a whole vacation, but I'm like, you know what? If you could turn that card that I've enjoyed for a time, maybe get it graded so I could see how the process works, but get also it authenticated, get it authenticated, get it, yeah. get it graded. But no, that's then, the thing. Just get it authenticated. Cause you can, you can, you can do it. I guess it, it depends. Do you want it to, there's, there's a school of thought that says if it's a, if it's an autograph card, mm -hmm. the, Rather than get it graded, you get it slabbed, but you get it authenticated instead. So they don't give it a score right. because if they give it a score that maybe is under expectation, so a seven, it instantly devalues, devalues it a little bit in the eyes of the people. Whereas at least if it's encapsulated or authenticated, you know, it's, it's holding. And also, especially for a very limited card, there is another school of thought that says that you're just someone who owns that card on its journey, especially mm -hmm. the really limited stuff, like the less than 10 or the one of one. It's like, and and some people might disagree with this, but there is, there is a school of thought that's like, you're, you have a responsibility to, to look after that card on its journey because you won't be the final place that that card stops. Chances are, I mean, you know, some people might get buried with their cards. Most people won't, um, apart from maybe Mr. Fuxham. <laughs> but um but I, I, that's an interesting one because it might not pay for a vacation but i'm sure it'll give you a nice meal out i think so and, and you enjoyed and it and I've held it for a time and it'll go on to another owner and it'll be their turn to carry that torch exactly and make a little hay for them and then you know like i said mm. uh hayden didn't do me uh any disservice by showing up on you know, showing up recently in a Disney Plus series, so you're like that really helps. But yeah, mm -hmm. and you you know when I I I really want to start taking Mike's Mike Summer of the Wax Pack Heroes, mm -hmm. you know, about having your hobby sustain itself, not necessarily having it make sure it pays for you know like if it can pay for itself, great, you know, and in that way, especially even since I'm doing custom cards, having some of that get paid for or like I said, anything you can do. But yeah, it's it, rather than just move it out or dump it. Mm. or just you know put it in a box and put it there i'm like let's get this into somebody else's hands that could do something with it regardless of whether i'm selling it you know like now i think sport lots is selling you can do non-sport and you can list and yeah. i've done that with other things and so there's another part of this journey that i'm just getting ready to maybe start and it's going to be interesting and there'll be mistakes made and so forth but you know when you take a look at going you know, when you get past the, I want to get everything, or I want to get this, or I'm finishing a set, and you start kind of taking a, a step back and looking at it, this is what I want to keep. This is what I really want to focus on. This is what I should probably let go. Um, yeah. I should reach out and probably trade for this. I'm like, you're just making yourself, um, I think you're just making yourself happier at the end. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, and you didn't, you didn't lose your house. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always a bonus if you've still got somewhere to live at the end of the day um no i'm i'm very much with star wars you gave me such a good start the other year but the the, the problem is is that in the mentality and the headspace i was in at that time i was like oh okay there's another there's pieces of about 15 different star wars sets here so i slotted them all into the nine nine card pages and went through like boxes of them because i left room for all the ones that i didn't have yet the argument of do I just do I if I keep it there do I just put them 
because so I now, don't intend on, yeah, mm. yeah, I'm going to trim down. Basically, I've 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 already set my guardrails for Star Wars stuff because it was getting to the point where I all the new movie stuff like Rise of Skywalker, Journey to the Rise of Skywalker, uh, Mando. I, I can't I can't do it at all. So in terms of the actual card set, Galaxy. Sorry, my cat is doing something crazy. She's been trying to get in for the last hour and kind of you know that when do you own cats? I do not. No. Have you ever owned a cat? Mm-mm. Okay. So the cat's outside. It's a it's glass, so I can't hear her. So I can just see her through the glass looking at me going. <laughs> oh, she's meowing, <laughs> but I can't hear her because it's silent. Um, sorry. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, so for me, for Star Wars, I want to get the originals. So I want to get the, you know, the different color series for Star Wars, Empire and Return of the Jedi. Uh, please tell me you're going to be doing the same kind of retrospective for Return of the Jedi sets as you did for Empire. I do. I do plan on, um, and that's something I should start planning. Because they I, were incredible. I, thank you. I yeah, loved I do, them. Um, I was wanting to try to assemble some of the band again to do, mm. not only to look back at the, you know, the Jedi sets, but then like probably do a probably it's a two part. It's probably of like, because there are two sets of Return of the Jedi, unless you want to get into some of the others. And then what happened afterwards, because there aren't as many, you know, you've mm. got black and white, you've got the wide vision, you've got wide vision 3D. Um, if you wanted to look at, you know, there was some, the the Kellogg's box, you know, like so there's these little bits and bobs ones. I think there's offshoots. Interesting one. Yeah. There's mm. offshoots. And that's kind of been a fun journey on its own. Uh, but yeah, that's and that's one of the reasons why I started on the on the custom things was to talk about the 40th and start to kind of get that get mm. those ducks in a row because yeah it it serves it's nice and then you'll wonder if tops will do anything will they do an online ten card release or will they do something in the vein of those you know mm. with that design um, you know because they've used that design in in the Rogue One Journey Two or Mission Briefing mm. they use that that. Return of the Jedi border style. Yes. And so, yeah, those are fun. And and you could go back and listen to, and, and, you know, I had Tom gross and uh, Michael shoot, forget his name. Hoth Ion, Hoth Ion control on Instagram. We had a great one on the original sets and then right. Stolk, um, star Wars tops cards came on and we talked about, cause he collects the bot. He collects the, um, the sealed boxes and whatnot. And, and he's been doing it ever since. And so probably assemble a lot of that crew back. And then there are some people that just collect, you know, like that, the the Luke of that time. You know, Peter's mm. a great one where you'll have commissions done of Luke at that time. Yeah, and so try to get yeah, because it's a it, it's a it's an anniversary you don't want to let go. And then of course, wow, you know, yeah, talk about the galaxy and all I that. Know. Well, that's one of the things I want to do is if I was going to, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with Star Wars Galaxy one, two, and three. I'm gonna finish those out. Um, and there's a couple of others that I might I might stick with. Like I've got the Heritage Binder, which is a nice binder. Heritage uh, is a great set from 2004. Mm-hmm. I think you might, I, I might have to sell you on the, like the original Chrome, I think it's uh, Chrome archives from 99. Yes. I've got the promos for it, but I don't have the set. It's a, it's a and really nice sheet. one. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice one. Um, but yeah, if you want to stay in those nineties, I mean, look again at shadows, you know, Hildebrandt, especially you know, considering, you know, He's still pumping out great stuff. Those are really, that's a really lovely set with the story mm. on the back. I will so probably, could... I'll probably, I probably won't. I'll tell you why now. Not because I've got any disrespect for, for the Hildebrand no, no. at all. It's just that uh, the only kind of bit of extended universe stuff I, I've done 
is Dark Empire. Mm. So Dark Empire is a lane in and of itself. There's some really beautiful metallic impressions cards that came out of Dark Empire. And Dave uh, Dorman did all those covers, and exactly. he's still, he'll probably be at C2E2 again. I've had him oh. sign a few of those covers. I want to get him and... on here. I want to get him on here. Um, he's um, he's done so many Marvel cards over there. I mean, he's one that hasn't Dave Dorman done. <laughs> Let's face yeah. it. Um, so I kind of know my lane, and if I was going to go for a particular character, it would be Empire Strikes Back um, Leia. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Probably Hoff um, and Millennium Falcon, that middle section outfit. That was pro- if I was going to really, because I think is I have to narrow it like that. Otherwise, game over. You know, I always go too far. I, I so, respect the restraint. That so, this beautiful thing mm. ticks all the boxes for me. <laughs> Galaxy Free. Got Leia, although I think that's Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's Return of the Jedi. Um, and then you've got a nice empire scene there, and you've got Jabra and the band on the back. See, and I think there's there's a lot of gold Lovely. in those '90s sets that they're not so many that mm. it's unreasonable. You've mm. got really weird ones like vehicles, which I have a sealed yeah. box, but I don't yeah, have yeah. The, the individual ones. But they're they're not so many that you could go back. You get everything from Galaxy through the Episode One sets, mm. which are Wide Vision. And and then all the offshoots. So you can yeah. really and that's what I'm kind of like I keep seeing myself kind of trick trickle back to mm. to make sure I have it. And I think now it's just to kind of figure out what do I still need instead of just continually bringing things in. What hole I, I just filled a hole in an Opichi Empire set that I had one card that I needed. And I'm like, you know what? If you would just gave mm. half a brain cell, you could have filled this hole and you'd just been happy. And then there's some other things that I need to, and I'm going, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the nineties that you know, for Marvel and for for Star Wars, that you mm. someone could have some fun there, and you know, you'll take forever to to chase down those promo cards. But of course, yeah, yeah. Here's a question stuff. for you: Do you have a Star Wars Galaxy limited edition that came in a plastic kind of Millennium Falcon style box? I am familiar with it, and I have passed on it probably to my peril. But since I already do you want had, one? do I want one? I could probably because I've got go. one upstairs. I don't want because <laughs> that, well, let me, that let me put the this, line for me. So I have to. I have to. I have to say, how big is it? That's oh, it's a it's um it's a decent size. I might I might decline only because of space. It's just okay. because it's so big. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's a, a whopper whopper. It's probably probably oh, about that yeah. footprint wise, and then yeah. you've obviously got the height of it as well. So I, I'm good. I'm I'm good. I, there's part of me right. that goes, please take it. But I'm like, uh, it's with the tents, no, right? no. I've been meaning to ask tens. you, and it's like I'm sure this is people are fascinated. It's like, well, you could have asked Greg this question anytime. Why'd you put it out as content? It's like, well, because I've just happened to be talking to you, and it popped into my head. Um, and I've been, I've still got some tins. I've been meaning to send you um, from the UK release of one of the um, sequel trilogy. They came out. Ooh. They bought these three editions. There's a BB-8 one. There's a Darth Vader one, I think, or Kylo Ren one. There's something else, and you get you get like a you know certain number of packs within the tin. So I've had those sat here ready to mail to you for like because they've moved with me as well. But at they're still some here. Point, 
at some point I may we may want to talk about seeing if there's any of these metal cards that I have that you need. If if in fact there's any that you're like, oh, I would very much like X, Y, or Z. Because I do have a small stack of them. Oh well, we'll get we'll we'll get we'll get to it. That's the thing with me. I, I keep seeing stuff within the Star Wars sphere and I'm like, oh, oh, what's that? What's that? Um, and I just know I, with with Marvel as well, I just need to keep it. I just need to calm down, boy. I need to keep myself leashed, which is um, an image our listeners will and viewers now <laughs> will probably enjoy or, or be sick in their mouth in equal measure. Um, so we'll celebration. I'm just going to talk about this year's celebration, and then I think we should probably wrap up. Sure. And you can go on with your day, um, and I ha- I have to go and um, I have to go and clean our bathroom, which has just been finished being built, uh, so that we can actually use it. Um, Always a bonus. Star Wars celebration this year is in London in two Center. months uh, from now. Now you you randomly a couple of months back sent me a text and said, "Oh, I'm on the flight to London." And then for the for the next three days, kept sending me texts saying, oh, we've just gone for a wonderful walk around by Tower Bridge. <laughs> oh, we've just gone for a big meal. And it's like, I didn't even know you were coming over. And obviously, I think it was a short-term standby that you came over on, which is why, why we didn't know you were coming over. Any possible plans or temptation or even affordability to come to Celebration in Europe? It would have to be no, only because... Um... You know, it was interesting. We went over, my wife and I went over for anniversary. And yes, because we fly standby, it was one of those, like, it could be Paris, mm-hmm. it could be London. And we found, you know, it was the flights and everything kind of aligned on at, at once. Yeah. However, comma, the one thing I have found is, like, if you're going to do anything by train in, in your neck of the woods, do it in advance, which is one of the reasons why I think I'll be talking to Mark Newbold of Fanthatrax. Uh, he's over on more the western, northwestern side. Okay. But, you know, if you are if you are planning to go over, you need to get your ducks in a row sooner rather than later. Just oh, because yeah. the train tickets, if you're going to, you know, it's Easter weekend. That's the thing that really kills it. Um, have a good day, sir. Sun's going off to work. Um, but, yeah, if you are planning to do anything else, you need to get your tickets locked up if you want to travel, if you want to do the channel, if you want to go up north you know, and make, make a, mm. a go of it. Um, it's very interesting because of the tube system that London has. And thankfully, you know, we were off on, we, we, you know, the Elizabeth line can go all the way from Heathrow all the way, I think can go over to the Excel center. That's the um, new one. Yeah. That's the new one. And I think they eventually will be retiring the Paddington one, which in some cases is a little bit redundant, but we stayed uh, right at the end of the Paddington um, line, which was great because then it was like straight shot from the airport back. Um, but yeah, I would say, if you're planning to go over, you know, look at that tube, get, you know, get your oyster cards on, you know, get, you know, really get the tube because for me, the bus, the buses were like way over my head. There were too many. They're all in little clumps. And I'm like, I have no idea where you're going, but I think if you get the tube down and you go, <laughs> look, someone who I lived there it. for 20 years, I kind of, I know how they work now, but I can see how it would be maddening. I have there's just a cluster of red buses. They all look really cool, but I have no idea where they're going, but you know, it, it takes a little while to get used to that, but <laughs> What you give yourself the opportunity is, I think, tube-wise, is like you don't have to – there's nothing really near Excel Center that's no. A, affordable, and B, that's close to anything you want to walk to. But no. if you got the tube down, you can be somewhere else 
mm-hmm. and do, 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 and you're right there at Star Wars yeah. Celebration. So you could you could save yourself a lot of money, and which is why I wanted to talk like folks like yourself and so forth to go who had that time go look, stay here, 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 and here, mm-hmm. and you're going to be great. And then don't worry about, you know, don't sweat the rest of it. Because the first thing anybody did was as soon as they announced it, we all start like doing the Google map over Excel Center and going, huh, no, 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 no. All right, we're done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Easter also kills it because, you know, it's it's like one of those like, it's yeah, I'm going to go over, I'm going to go over by myself on probably one of the biggest holidays of the year and spend a lot of money. And I think your family's just going, <laughs> really? No uh nice try um whereas like if it's in you know we figure it's coming back to orlando the following year yeah uh, then that makes it a little easier you got family down there you can go Mm. but what i would say to make a to make a long answer to your question i am happy that it's there because there are so many fans and i love listening to you know, fan th- you know, the making tracks folks, when they talk about like going to like Echo Base Live, which was a couple weeks ago, um, and some of these other cons where you have a lot of the actors, the UK based actors, they're all very, you know, they're all 70s, 80s. They get a lot of delight out of meeting fans. And, you know, they were on screen for three seconds, but people just love lining up mm-hmm. and hearing them talk about a week's worth of work. And they're just going, hey, you know, and they make a good living of it. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. they're such a resource. But you have people coming over from Germany, from other, from other places, like they did when we were there for the NFL game. I'm thinking as we're having a, you know, very close to an English breakfast, here's a bunch of folks, you know, that are lining. I think the giants and Packers played. Okay. I'm seeing jerseys all over the place. Wembley. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, Oh, some bros came over and I'm like, no, these people are, are in, you know, all the jerseys and they're speaking German and they are pounding beers down at yep. like, you know, I, I gave up trying to drink before 9am a long time ago. There's a reason for it. I won't go into it here, but you know, I couldn't <laughs> believe how many fans of the NFL were, you know, like these were not us based ones. Yeah. These no folks that just like, no. And I'm like, we've come a long way from the London Monarchs of the world league of American football. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. No, um, they played the first game in Germany NFL this year. And they've wow. they've got two lined up. So there's gonna be there's gonna be five Europe games next year, three in London and two in Germany. That's and the New England bit. Patriots who are, who are my guys are gonna be playing in Germany. I'm like, oh, mother. <laughs> but never mind. I can't afford to go, I can't afford to go to any of them. I mean, I can't I can't do celebration, unfortunately, even though it's just down the road. I just don't have the coin for it. Um thank you, world economy. Um but yeah, the um, celebration has been in Europe a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, so it is good that, that that comes over here. I mean, I know San Diego Comic Con. I know part of the, part of the clue is in the name of it, but it'd be great if something like that did a did a you know <laughs> did a trip over the pond um, or something. I mean, I know there are cons over here, um, but we don't tend to get as many of the Marvel folks come over. Um, whereas, whereas with Star Wars, it's blessed that a lot of the actors live here because they filmed and made them in the UK. Um, so I guess you've kind of got that. Yeah, yeah. What the Star Wars fan fun day? Um, you, you do have some ones over there, and I just I love hearing them because I think it would be mm. such a different environment. And I think just to meet some of those folks to go, mm. you know, I, he was talking to somebody who was the the fellow who was Captain Nita, you know, who oh yes. made her chokes, and you going. Yeah. 
I've never heard that. And that actor's probably like, you know, like you think of Oliver F. Davies, like I've never heard them do anything other than star the two or three lines. And I thought it was like, it's so enjoyable because like this will be lost mm. to, you know, like once, you know, once they're unfortunately done and, and mm. everybody ages out, you know, so this is a really great opportunity mm. for folks to go. And then I think celebration has gotten big now, if, you know, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and, you know, it's hard as a family person, Yeah, even if it's in your backyard to go, I can't just, you know, the families have to be very, very nice to you and very yeah. understanding to go, oh, absolutely. Have to go away for a few days and play and, you know, and try to keep it, you know, try to keep mm. it, you know, into a couple of car payments down. But, you know, so it's helpful when also, you know, you know, people that you can maybe you know, like get a Airbnb together with, or mm. you can meet up with. And for me, I spent, most of the days at celebration in the podcast on the podcast stage, listening to some of people and meeting people that I've only heard. And it was, right. I had, I had a great time rather than yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. with a bunch of people in an arena. I'll watch that on YouTube, but I go there for the connections. Yeah. Just like, you know, and, but what's nice to tie it back in, it's like having gone over there now. Okay. Now we know how to do this. It's less of a mystery. There's still things to learn, but you go, okay. Yeah. I'd fly into here. I might do this. And then if I'm even thinking about it, I would say, even if you don't intend on going somewhere, get yourself a train ticket. If it's like one of those like $25, $25 tickets or whatever, just get it. And if you don't go, you're out 25 bucks, but yeah. you have something to kind of eye, eye for and you can kind of work around it and go, okay, mm -hmm. we'll figure that out. And then if nothing else, we had a nice, you know, trip up because there's a lot of great, you know, territory. You have a castle in your neck of the woods, you know, Oh, they're all um, over the place. You throw a rock. Yeah, we got a littered about the place, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They kept they they kind of left them standing <laughs> and and kind of died or or buggered off or got conquered. So they're all over the place. He can't move for castles around here, um, or old churches as well. Norwich, uh, which is where I lived until last year, um, we're only about twelve miles away from it. It has the highest concentration of churches. I think of almost any city in the UK. I mean, literally, they're Jeez. all over the place. Um, and they're all really old as well. Uh, there's something like 12th century. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we did that day trip. We went out to Dover Cliffs and we went to Leeds Castle and we did Canterbury. And you're just... You're Leeds Castle isn't in Leeds. It's in Kent. What's that all about? Because <laughs> Leeds is in Yorkshire. But there's a castle in, in Kent <laughs> called Leeds Castle. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know. Anyway, the geography of the UK, notwithstanding... Um, next time you come over, we will sup beers together, my friend. I will um, enjoy that. I have um, randomly, uh, I, I was hoping possibly there's a glimmer of hope that I might have gone over to the US this year um, to do a con of some sort. And I know the national was in your backyard. Oh, um, it's coming back through again. Can't July. wait. So, um, so uh, there, was a, there was a very slim hope about that, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So, um, but who knows? Who knows? Um, thanks for coming on, Greg. Appreciate oh, this. this. Next time, I'm on your podcast. So get your questions sharpened, and we'll do that sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, um, do you want to sign off the podcast, or do you want me to? Do you remember how to? I always say to people, you know what we say at the end of our podcast, and they go, uh, no, I've forgotten. Do you remember what you say at the end of our podcast? If it's still the same, it would be enjoy collecting. Perfect, my friend. Perfect. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. 
Tasting notes and visuals for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. We're on most social media at The MCC Pod, and you can also watch the video of each episode recording on our YouTube channel. Leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash MCCP. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you find us. Our Facebook community is at MCCW Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide and MMC Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use on our audio version is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting.